Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello. Hey. Hey, that's it. We are live for the first time in 2024. Is that the year? That's it. 2024, <laughs> the first chatting sounds of the new year. Fantastic. <laughs> you forgot what it was called then. I did. I did. I know. It's been crazy. I don't uh, think we've done a stream for like two months. I think it's been quite a while. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we tried to do some, didn't we, during the holidays, but I wasn't. I wasn't feeling so well, so... Yeah. I apologize for that. Uh, we're back now with a vengeance. We're back. It's a new year, <laughs> new exciting things happening. And Oh, That's shall it. I do an evil laugh with my new box thing? Are you ready for this? Okay. <laughs> Is that you? That was me. Yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. So you get to play with these new toys that I got for Christmas. It's amazing. I've totally ripped out all my tech stuff and started again. I've got a new desk, thanks to yourself. I've got, you know, new cables and new lights and new everything. So I look even worse for people in HD. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. I'm I'm doing a bit of the same. I got a new desk. Well, a new real desk, like, you know, furniture. Yeah. Got a second monitor. Well, screen, I have to say. Uh, screen. Yeah, it's everything's changing. So, yeah. It's great. Ready new, for the new year. That's it. New birth, new year, new things. It's, it's it, going to yeah. be great. Uh, don't forget, if you're watching this on whichever tablet or device you're watching this on, if you want to comment, uh, type a comment into wherever it is, and we can read your comments out and say hello. If you've got any questions as well, like, why are you doing this? <laughs> All that sort of stuff. <laughs> you know, yeah, definitely join in, guys. We want to hear from you. Yeah, we want to hear from you. So definitely join in and say hello. Uh, and if you've got a subject you want us to talk about as well, you know, for us on the spot, feel free. As long as it's not maths hope, or geography. I hope they do have subjects because we don't know what the heck we're going to say. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll make it up as we go along. So, yeah, shall we, we start do. as we always do uh, the show? Should we talk about what we've been listening to this week? Um, you can go first if you want to. Okay, no worries. Well, I used to do a show called the 70s Flashback Show when we were on Revenge FM, and I carried it a little bit, but I haven't done it in a while because Unknown Sounds has really taken over. But I'm thinking about revamping it and starting over. So, I've been listening to a lot of 70s music, Wee. starting with this classic. Ah, oh, what a wonderful album. Out of the Blue by ELO, Electric Light Orchestra, from 1977. Just I love this album. I love it. And I love the gatefold, the gatefold um, jacket. Yeah. And the imagery is just amazing. I remember when I was in high school listening to this album, using the gatefold for illegal purposes <laughs> and cleaning things and rolling them up and just listening and just just falling in love with ELO every time I, I listened. It's a strange album because it's basically pop hits and then a concept at the same time, isn't it? It's <laughs> exactly. a weird... Exactly. And, uh, I love Jungle off of that album. Oh, I, yeah. I think Jungle's fantastic. But it's fantastic. It, it's it's great that it's on such... Like, Mr. Blue Sky is obviously on the album and it's yeah. really good that such a big song is on the album because then people find it and they might listen to the whole album and then realise how brilliant the whole thing is. Is it yeah. Turn to Stone? Is that on there? Is that the first Turn to Stone is on here, yeah. Yeah. Turn to Stone, It's Over, which is another one. Sweet Talking Woman. There's so many great songs on here. It's, it's um, wonderful. And there is, right after Mr. Blue Sky, that's, yeah. the, that's the last album on the side, and they actually ask you to, to continue listening. In that computer voice, they say, please turn me over. Oh, yeah, the vocoder. That's, yeah, yeah, he's the vocoder on it. Yeah. I love that. For years, I didn't know what they said. I thought it was just, you know, like the hazy yeah. know, computer talk. But, yeah, that's what it says. I don't think... A gimmick I, to get him talk, get him uh, listening. I don't think anyone knew what that said. Because even... I've heard that album for years, and even I didn't know that it said that. I think it was... Even you, Rami? Even you? <laughs> I heard the please, like, please, and then it was like, rah, 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 rah. it's a bit yeah. like um, the second verse in Rocket Man by Elton John. Rocket Man. Duh, 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 duh. I mean, who knows? 
<laughs> Who knows what he yeah. says there? Yeah, you know I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of those things where I kind of don't want to Google the lyrics, and I do want to Google to find out what they're talking about. And um, the Bee Gees is another one because you're jab talking to anyone like that bit. I don't know what they yeah. say there either. Yeah. It's something I think it's goddamn fight or something like that, or well, Bostrom. Then you've got the Jimi Hendrix song, "Excuse Me While I Kiss This Guy." Oh yeah, he does he or doesn't he? Guy. Does he or doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the other one with a CCR, I see a bad moon rising. Yeah, I see a bathroom on the right. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the kids don't have the pleasure of trying to figure out those lyrics anymore. No, you know, they they, don't. all they do is Google it and they know the lyrics. I see. Yeah, no it, fun in that. It's no fun anymore, is it? But no, there's um, it's it's yeah um. Yeah, really, really. I love that album. I think it's amazing. Uh, Dawn, Saxa, hello, Dawn. <laughs> Dawn's dropped in to say hello. Hey, Dawn. Um, yeah, Dawn, so how are you? She's, uh, she just made me a nice cup of tea. She's downstairs listening. Hi, Dawn. <laughs> oh, and Dawn had a problem with, um, what's the Clash song? Um, what, Should I Stay uh, Should I Go? Or? No, it's another one, but Rock the she Casbah? always got the words wrong until I came into her life. <laughs> I heard her sing it once. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> remember the damn song. Dawn, what was the song? She'll, she'll tell us in a minute. <laughs> we just sit wait. But yeah, it silence. always happens, yeah. doesn't it? <laughs> so um, it's a brilliant album. If you've not heard it before, check it out. It's ELO will that out the blue album will blow your mind. It's, it's fantastic. Whether you're straight or sober, depending on no, not sober. What's the word? Like inebriated or straight, yeah. you you you'll love it. It's, it's fantastic. Or straight or gay. <laughs> That's not what I meant. But um, <laughs> so um, yeah, we got. What have I been listening to this week? Hey, hi Luke, how you doing, buddy? Hey Luke, mate, you're right. Nice to see you, bud. Thanks for joining us today. Um, so what I've been listening to. So I've been trying to build out my collection a little bit more. I'm organising it, and I've got like dividers telling me what bands are what. I've been told <laughs> I should should do it alphabetically, A to Z, but I don't do it that way. I do it Beatles, BGS, Black Sabbath. You know what I mean? I do it in the bands. So. I've been tidying up the collection, but the first one I found, like I've recently bought, is the Ringo album. So it's the first solo one on his own. Um, it's got yeah. "I'm the Greatest" on it, written by John, obviously. And you know, Ringo is one of those artists where you sort of go, "Oh, it's just Ringo," you know, and you kind of brush him off. And then you play this, and you go, "This is actually really good. This is a great album." And the follow-up, "Good Night Vienna." is just as good like these two albums are absolutely brilliant don't get me wrong as he got on i think he got a little bit worse but um these two in particular the first two are, are absolutely brilliant it's got um photograph on it as well a photograph yeah, and uh, I've, interestingly i've just read the mal evans book um about the beatles which if you've not read it you need to read it it's mind-blowing it's eye-opening i'm surprised they haven't sued him for it because there's lots of stuff in there that they they shouldn't be talking about but he did write a song with um george called you and me babe and it's on the album and it's one of those things where they talk about it, but I didn't know about it until I'd heard it. And, you know, Mal wanted to be a songwriter eventually, and it's actually a really, really good song. Yeah. Didn't didn't all three of the other Beatles work with him on that album? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. He, he sort yeah. of got these mates involved, and they, they did a great job. So, oh, yeah. hi, Tiff. Hello, Tiff. Welcome to the stream. Hi, Tiff. You're right. Hello, good mate. Yeah. Oh, and Dawn says. Oh, yeah. Rock the Casbah. Yeah. Rock, yeah, rock the Casbah. Um, rock the Casbah. Even if you don't like it. That's what she was using. <laughs> Is that not what it is? That's what I thought it was. No. I thought it's you really don't like it. You really don't like it. Is that no, not it? Not, now I can't get it out of my head. <laughs> no, it's not that. Somebody will tell us what the real... I think Tiff knows. She's a big, uh, she's a big Clash fan. Yeah, big Clash fan, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, uh, what else have you been listening to? Oh, I just want to say, with the Ringo one, Yeah, I, I love the cover of that album as well. You yeah. know, it's a takeoff, I think, on Sgt. Pepper's, isn't it? With all the cartoon people in the background. Yeah. And there's great things, and right on top, there's an Apple logo on top, isn't there? That's well, it. What is, does it say Apple? Um, no, it says uh, "Doot on Mondi." So I think that means oh, that like, must be French. Yeah, and um, I think this is Mal Evans that did this as well. You know, um, oh really? Yeah, Mal. Uh, not no, sorry, not Mal. Um, Klaus Vorman. I think Klaus Vorman did this one. Oh yeah, so fantastic. that was one of his. Um, yeah, what else should we listen to? What else you got? Very cool. Well, <clears throat> sticking with the '70s theme. Because I'm really into the 70s now. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I have been for 40 years. <laughs> Get over another, it, man. <laughs> <laughs> excuse me. Another classic album by a fantastic guitarist. Oh, is that Clapton, is it? Eric Clapton, Slow Hand. Yeah, nice. Eric Clapton, Slow Hand, again, from 1977. What a year that was. Amazing. Now, I, I have a love-hate 
relationship with Eric Clapton. Okay. You know, I loved him in Cream and, you know, all, way back when, Yardbirds, all that stuff. It was great. But I remember when I was in college, everyone was saying, oh, what a fantastic guitarist he is. And I'm like, eh, he's okay. But I remember when I was in college, I watched an early MTV and there was a video of him playing and he obviously made a mistake and they froze the frame and put up a, a speech bubble over his head saying, oops. <laughs> And I'm thinking, this guy's a clown. You know, how can you take him seriously? <laughs> and I always felt that way. Until I moved here, my wife Dawn and I went to the uh, Prince's Trust at the Albert Hall, and he performed. Yeah. Oh, my God. He sat there on a stool with an electric guitar and played only three, four, or five minutes, and it just blew me away. Wow. What a talent that guy was. It was amazing. Is amazing. That, has that album got Lay Down Sally on it? Is that on there? It's Lay Down Sally. Yep. Fantastic. It's got a um, cover of Cocaine, the J.J. Kale song. I love J.J. Kale. Yeah. Yeah. Interestingly, yeah. Lay Down Sally was written with, I'm going to get her name wrong now, Marcella Detroit. I think that's how you pronounce it. Hmm. And she was in Shakespeare's sister and had a hit in 91 with Stay. Uh, Stay oh, right, with yeah. me. Like with the, with uh, Siobhan Farley from Banana Rama. So it's a really weird, there's a sort of like weird connection where there was nothing for 20 yeah. years. And then she pops up in 91 and does this amazing album and all that sort yeah. of stuff. One of my, one of my favorite songs I'm going to hear is um, uh, We're All The Way. Just a beautiful love song. There's a lot of love songs on there. It's nice and calm and really, really beautiful, beautiful album. It's perfect. Yeah. Um, produced by um, Glenn Johns. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, wicked. Yeah. Um, so... Like I went vinyl shopping the other day, just out and about and going to charity shops and having a wander. And I found this little lovely album. Oh, Blue Eyes is Back by Frank Sinatra. Frank. And Frank. Um, I put it on today. For now. I got it, basically, I bought it last week. I, I left it at my mum's and she brought it around this morning. I played it and it's absolutely fantastic. And it's from 70... It, Sorry, mate? What year was it? Uh, 73, I think it was. And it's got um, um, You Will Be My Magic on it. But you know that sort of cool Frank Sinatra slow sounding you know like the wee small hours kind of stuff it sounds just yeah. like that and it's oh it's just wonderful i played it today when i was sort of getting ready i was like, oh this is like the best stuff i've heard in a long time like it's it's, it's absolutely yeah. fantastic i think i'm going to be keeping this by the record player and just constantly looping it you know what i mean it's yeah really really frank special frank sinatra is is amazing you know he was a as a person i'm not too sure about that but as yeah. a singer and a performer what an amazing career, you know, ups and downs. Yeah. And I'll never forget, I didn't really understand crooning mm. until I heard him sing Night and Day when he goes, you know, the in the beginning and then it says, um, blah, 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 night and day. And you could you could feel him holding the mic and like, yeah. you know, caressing it. It was just, I was just, I was like a 16 year old girl. <laughs> <laughs> I just was weak at the knees. <laughs> He's a bit like Bing Crosby in that sense where he, he knew how to work the microphone, didn't he? He was a, he was a microphone singer rather than a, Singer, yeah. singer, you know. Yeah, exactly. And th those two had a very uh, competitive relationship, didn't they? Yeah, I love Tony Burnett, Bennett as well. I think Tony Bennett is. Tony Bennett, yeah. He's, he's amazing as well. The same sort of thing, you know. Yeah. Cool. You've been listening to anything else this week? Yes, I have. Again, with the 70s. <laughs> now, this, this is again 1977. Okay. Oh, what a year. Now, you may not know this one. Not many people do, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. The amazing Fleetwood Mac rumors, you know, that's a staple of any of any record collection. I think they gave that away with magazines at one point because everybody oh, had a copy of it. Everybody. <laughs> like, yeah. Everyone yeah. had it. I mean, <laughs> what what an album to just bring out. It's just got everything on. And when you obviously know about the drama and it's basically an argument between the couples rowing yeah. and all that sort yeah. of stuff and the amount of drugs they took making it. and Amazing. It, yeah. And they still, they, you know, they were at each other's throats and they hate each other, but they still work together and they made that beautiful sound. I they don't did. Know how they could do it. Yeah. Never Going Back Again, I think he's my favorite on there. Mm, and again. if you want to get deep cutty, um, I think it's uh, Silver Springs is my favorite track, which wasn't on the album. So they basically didn't have enough time to put it on. And they, it was, I think they put in, I Don't Want to Know. I think that's on there. Yeah. And yeah. they said, um, you know, it's either we've only got time for that one. And they missed the trick because, you know, Silver Springs is incredible. And then when they mm. re-released it, they did the, um, on Spotify or whatever, they put it back in where it should have been. And it just makes yeah. it, but I mean, I Don't Want to Know is all right, but it's not Silver Springs. And it's just, mm. when you hear it, it's just phenomenal. Absolutely yeah. phenomenal well, track. You can do a lot more now that it's not on vinyl all the time. Sp Spotify, you can make the album as long as you want. You know, they had to make some some yeah. choices back back in the day, didn't they? Yeah, I think they should have cut a couple and then put that in it. You make loving funds on it, which is brilliant. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's just every every 
track on that is just gold, isn't it? Like there's, yeah, there's no. It's fantastic. I remember '77. I was what 13 years old. Yeah. And we went to this big amusement park, and it was playing through the loudspeakers, and that and Hall and Oates, <laughs> and it was just a wonderful day. That has always stuck with me. We'll talk about amazing. Hall and Oates later. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> yeah, I love great. it. Someone wants to offer us promotion. Thanks very much, but no, thank you very much. It's very kind oh. of you to tune in off us promotion, but we don't want it. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Um, so the um. The other album I'll be listening to this week is a bit of a weird one because it looks like it's old, but it's not. It's from this year. Um, it's the, I think they're called Tredeschi Brothers. I can't read the writing very well. The Tresky Brothers. Yeah. Um, and it's basically um, Blue Eyed Soul. It's basically white guys singing soul music. And uh, it's absolutely fantastic. Um, it, it's got elements of Al Green in it. It's got elements of all those sort of classic soul sounds on it. And it's just a really lovely album. It's a very sort of chilled out album, a bit like that Frank Sinatra one. You can put it on when you try and chill out and it will just relax you and calm yeah. you down a bit. It's got that sort of um, thing to it. Um, but it's definitely worth checking out. I might, When we put the video up, I might put a link in it so people can find it in on Spotify and have a listen. Because I think people, if you want something to chill out to, it's definitely the album to do that. But it's also, dare I say, a bit of a lovemaking album. If you wanted to get in that sort of... <sighs> that sort of area, it's actually quite that sort of chilled out kind of thing. Um Fortunately, it lasts Where three minutes. Where are they minutes. from? <laughs> um, Where are they from? I think they're from LA. Oh, okay. LA band, yeah. So it's, it's it's that sort of thing. But it's very, very good. It's a very good album. And uh, we'll put it in the description to the video once it's done so people can find it. Yeah, I'm going to find it. Cool. Um, so we play some music, as we've been talking about. Yeah, let's do. Let's so, do. Who should we have we're first? Gonna play, we're going to Well, what we do on, on uh, Chatting Sounds is we play some videos, music videos from... Oh, sorry. Music videos from um, my damn phone keeps going off oh. <laughs> from Unknown Sounds featured artists. Mm. And these guys came in through our Reverb Nation competition, which we had a few years ago. And they're, they're fantastic. They're like a soul, old dance, funk kind of stuff. Yeah. Let's have a listen to it. They're called the Freedom Warriors mm -hmm. and their song Dance Away. We're bringing back that sound, that disco beat. The one that made you move your feet then and now. Are you ready to dance? Are you ready to dance, dance, dance? Yeah. Shuffling feet. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes. That's right. I have to dance away. Dance away Get away from it all Forget today Move yourself, dance your problems away If you wanna feel free Dance, dance, dancing is the key yeah. Feel the vibes around you Feel the face that grounds you Some heat. Sometimes you got 
Fantastic. Very cool. Isn't it? Isn't yeah. it cool? There was bits in there with the bass line, and it was almost, it was so entertaining. It's like Disco yeah. Inferno. You know what yeah, I mean? they were yeah just, exactly. It, yeah. it was great. I love it. It was like soul, disco, funk. It had a, a bit of everything. Motown, yeah, definitely. They would definitely fit on the Motown label. Yeah. That was really, and really cool. They're, they're from like Detroit area or maybe North England, but they're from Austria. No These way. The Austrian band. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I never would have guessed that in a million years. I yeah, know. Crazy, isn't it? They've got seven members and they're from all over the world, but they're based in Austria. They all moved to Austria. That is bonkers to think that's German. No, <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's really, really cool. What are they called again for anyone that wants to know? The Freedom Warriors. Wow. And yeah, if got we'll any... have, Sorry. Maybe we'll have some links. We'll, we'll work that out, I think. Yeah, we'll stick some links at the bottom and stuff like that. That was really good. That was a really, really good track. Yeah, really, really interesting. Yeah, I love it. I love sort of disco and funk and things like that. I was watching today the film about Casablanca Records, funny enough, and about how he got the, um, like Donna Summer, Donna Gaines was her real name, and he, he basically laid her on the floor to get to sing the 15-minute version of Love to Love You, Baby, because she was really nervous about it, didn't want to do it. So yeah. turned the lights off, he laid her down, and then and then uh, she basically sung it on the floor, which was really, really interesting. Um, really? Yeah, yeah, it was really cool. Um, really interesting. Oh, um, hi, Glyn. Glyn's in the house. Hello, Glyn. Hey, Welcome Glenn, along. Glenn, how you doing? Um, he says, reminds me of early in people, and I agree with that as well, yeah. So, and uh, we also have Mr. Four Eyes in the house. Hello, Mr. Four Eyes. Welcome along. Hi, Nick. <laughs> nice to see you. Hope you have a slippers on. Hope you're comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> so, thanks. So, let's talk... Um, in the music world at the minute, there's a bit of a big argument going on, which I've been digging into slightly, about Hall & Oates. Probably, you know, one of the greatest writing duos of all time. They're, they're amazing. They're fantastic. Um, and they're basically, one of them suing the other one, which is a real shame. Mm. So if we break it down into parts, and uh, from what I've read about it, so the blonde one, which is Daryl Hall, and John Oates, which is Moustache. So we'll say blonde and Moustache to make it easier for people. So okay. you, you might know where they are then. So basically, blonde is suing Moustache, because Moustache was doing some gigs and he was playing their songs that they wrote together. So Blonde is now saying Moustache owes him money because he played them live. All right? okay. So he's now basically sued him for money and then put an injunction on him and says he's not allowed to come near him or talk to him about it. Wow. So it's one of those things where it'd be like you and I doing this live stream all the time and then you playing a bit of this footage on your channel and then me going, you owe me money because you played it on the channel. Whereas, obviously, this is us together as a team effort. It doesn't really matter, does it? Who does what? Right. So, you know, how do you feel about that? Do you think he should be suing him? Is he right? Do you think he's right to sue his own partner? Uh, this is the first I've heard of this, but are Hall and Oates still performing together? No. they, they like He literally is like, we are done. I hate him. Like, I don't want, like, Moustache is like, I hate blonde now. I don't want to know. That's okay. All. And then after that, that's when Moustache started playing their stuff. No, it came up because he was playing the stuff. So oh, okay. someone saw him on tour and said, oh, we see Moustache was playing, I think it's Man Eater or something. And he said, oh, why is he playing that? That's our song. We wrote that together. He shouldn't be playing it. That so then he said, we're not going to perform together anymore. It's the end of Hall & Oates. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. That's what yeah, happened. once once he sued him, I, I think he thought, right, that's it. I don't think I want to work with him anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so, so becoming this thing. So do you think that's, is he right to ask for money, even though it's his own sort of partner kind of thing? Well, I would never do something like that, you know. All the songs I've written with other people, they can they can have them. <laughs> and you um, know, I haven't got any money, so you can't sue me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, Matt Poole from Say Yes, Do Nothing joined us. Hey, hey, Matt, hey Matt, welcome along. Hey, buddy. <laughs> yeah, well, I think they should have gotten their ducks in in a row before. You know, you have to you have to work these things out. Either you're gonna pay the other guy, yeah. or you both can use them, you know, because they're both yours, free of charge. Yeah. And I think that would be the more amicable solution 
I mean, do you think it's an American idea? I don't, I don't, I don't imagine an English band doing that to each other. Be, like, if me and you were in a band and you did our songs, I'd be like, oh, how'd your gig go? You know what I mean? Like, it wouldn't be a sort of, you know, yeah. you owe me yeah. my cut of but, that. Yeah, America is very litigious. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, That means very uh, legal. Uh, oh, there we go. <laughs> Mr. Four says I might do a cover of and see if it causes any extra grief. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you credit it to the wrong person. <laughs> Here we go. If all wins Oats way up doing porridge, that is genius, oh, Dawn. Gosh. That is genius. <laughs> nice one, Dawn. <laughs> it kind of sucks I didn't think of that. That, that annoys yeah. me that I didn't think of it. <laughs> no, but yeah. I, I don't think they should. I think we should all just get along, you know. You, you wrote it together. Why yeah. don't you both use it, you know? Yeah, it's it's That's a real shame, though, because I think it will sort of damage the music eventually. I think it will damage their catalogue. And it's like, I know, um, you know, Blondie does um, like Live from Daryl's House. And he does like lots of performing bands, but it kind of put me off him a little bit. You know, you sort of think like, oh, is, is this what he is now? You know, I mean, it's sort of, yeah, yeah. you know. Oh, I Glenn's got you. a good point. There we go. We like the Lennon McCartney. There we go. Yeah, of course. Why, yeah, it's the same sort of thing, isn't it? It's it's just a real shame that it's it's got to that level where they're suing each other, and it's just not about the music. I mean, it mm. makes me wonder if if they were trying to sell it like their catalog to that big company that's buying everybody, and one said no, maybe it come from that. It might just be a maybe. sort of a. There might be something behind the scenes, but getting back to the Beatles thing, Paul McCartney does a lot of Beatles songs in concert, but did he do them before John Lennon died? Well, that's an interesting subject because obviously he was in Wings at this point when John was alive, wasn't he? And he didn't really go solo until the 80s, I think. Was it? Because John died in December of 80. Yeah. I know the big tour for them was, what, 77? Yeah. But so he did... Three, he, they he, were still going on three years, yeah? He did a lot of stuff that was... Either, I think he wrote for Definite, like yesterday yeah. and stuff like that. But I don't, well, actually, he, he didn't want to do any any Beatles stuff for a long while. He was basically saying yeah. no for a long time. And then I think eventually people were saying, like, you know, we want to hear it. <laughs> yeah, of course. And he, but um, even if it was yesterday, he wrote it, but it's still under Lennon McCartney. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And, and, I, and think, I think, sorry. I think if George was alive and he did, um, like when I saw Paul McCartney, he did a little thing to George with his ukulele playing something. Yeah. Now, if George were alive, I'm sure George would have sued him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's just, it's one of those sort of things where you think, yeah, he, he might have done. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I mean, amazing. Um, here we go. I know there's a couple of songs on the Board Street album which I've never actually really heard. That's Paul McCartney's sort of Duff album, isn't it? I've never really oh, heard that one, it. and the film's quite terrible. I need to find it and watch the film to see how terrible it is. I've just downloaded um, the Sergeant Pepper movie with the Bee Gees in it. I'm going to put myself through it to see what it's like. Uh. Mm, I tried. <laughs> and I tried to watch um, Kiss and the Phantom of the Park the other day. Um, and I watched that film and I still have no clue what it's about. I watched it. I've got no idea, no idea what the film's about. The songs are pretty good, but I've no idea what the things are about. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's awful. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, I shouldn't say that. No, it is awful. Okay, so should we, uh, <laughs> should we play some more music? <laughs> All right, let's play this song. Okay, now, these can... guys are <clears throat> they're called, um, what the heck are they called? They're called... 20 Hertz? The 20 Hertz, yeah. They came together during the pandemic. They were all in a band, in different bands, mm -hmm. and they were friends. But they couldn't they couldn't work because they were, you know, they were confined to their homes. So they did everything online. Wow. Uh, these four friends just came together. They made a new band, the 20 Hertz. They did this song. I believe it's the only song they ever did. Oh, right. I can't get in, I can't get in contact with them now. But once you hear it, you're going to say, why didn't they do more? Okay. Here's, <laughs> here they are singing... Um, a Murder of Crows. Phenomenal sight when you 
just stare through the night and see all of your demons disperse. Get up to 30% off wedding jewelry at BlueNile.com and remember the joy of your wedding day forever. Blue Nile offers everything from diamond and lab-grown diamond wedding bands to classic pearls, earrings you can design yourself, even gorgeous sapphire pieces for your something blue. Whatever you choose, Blue Nile's pieces are all graded for excellence, for a lasting memento as brilliant as the love that inspired it. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. something else so they made one single or one album one single yeah wow one single that is really I good i um, know nothing about them um the the guitarist sent in the song john mm-hmm. and uh said it here what do you think of this and never got back to me no i don't know where they're from nothing wow 
amazing. They, they could be one of like, the greatest under, underground bands of all time. They're really, they're fun. They're, I loved it. I loved it. And the singer sounds a bit like the, uh, who's the guy from the Counting Crows, you know? Oh, yeah, Adam, what's his, yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. Yeah, it sounds a bit like that. It's just, just a really fantastic song. It's got that lo-fi, that sort of trap sound about it as well. It's got all that sort yeah. of, that sound going. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, your show and this stream is probably the best place to find some of the best underground music. That is that is phenomenally yeah. good. I mean, you can even hear it in a film, can't you, already? It's almost like a oh, film yeah. soundtrack and... That is really, really special. Have we got any links to put in the description after so people can find that track? Is, is there nothing? There's a link to that. Well, I have. I, yeah, I think there's something. You can go on. I think it's on Spotify, but it's just that one song and there's no other information on it. They're on Facebook, but they haven't uh, They haven't been active in a couple of years now. Wow. Maybe they're one of them bands where they, they get together, do like an amazing single, and they disappear for a couple of years, turn up again yeah. in two years, do it again. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? yeah like, I'm, sure, I'm sure they all went back to their old bands. So hopefully I'm going to really try and investigate that more wow if anyone watching this happens to find those guys or know those guys pass this on and say look we need more of that music that was absolutely yeah. brilliant yeah that was really really good really really yep, good that's what unknown sounds is all about <laughs> mate <laughs> and on my channel i just do reaction videos so i keep it simple <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah amazing oh, yeah it's really really good we um we need to raise a glass um for a guy called Del Palmer, whose name might not mean a lot to most people, but he was um, Kate Bush's um, bass player and producer for many, many years. And he worked on all of her records. Um, and unfortunately, he passed away the other day at 71, I think it was. Mm. Uh, he's amazing. So we're just going to raise a quick glass to Del. Well done, Del. Thanks for your contribution to music. Amazing. Well done, mate. Amazing stuff. If you got one at home, raise your glasses. Well. Um, <laughs> yeah, brilliant. So he, he sort of did the bass on, like, programmed it on Running Up That Hill and all that sort of period for Kate Bush. Um, yeah. really, really great stuff. You know, his, his work was phenomenal. So uh, it's, it, we've lost a really, really great legend. And it, what I seen him interview one day and he was talking about Kate Bush and he said, not only do I work with Kate Bush and I love Kate Bush, but I'm also a fan of Kate Bush. And I think that's what made the difference when he was producing her music and all that sort of stuff because yeah. he looks at it yeah. from the point of view of a fan rather than a sort of, you know, just the guy in the studio not paying attention and working on it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it meant a lot to him. Well, yeah. we're going to miss Tony. Yeah. Tony, oh, what's his name? <laughs> Along be remembered. Fantastic. Oh, um, Glenn's got a good point. He said the last thing I sounded looked like Rolling Gift oh, from the Fine yeah. Young Cannibals. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I see yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, you could probably get Rolling to sing over the backing track, and it would sound really accurate to it. Yeah, mm. it sounded absolutely fantastic. But um, yeah, so should we play another song in a second? Because I know we've already played a couple, but we're trying to keep in the hour for people. So and uh, yeah, we're, definitely. We've got I just want minutes. to mention though, yeah. this is the first time we've we've done a live stream since the gig. Since the oh yeah, Sounds yeah. Gig, yeah. Let's it? talk about yeah. that. Let's talk about that. Yeah. So Unknown Sounds had a live gig, and it was really great. So what are we going to talk about next? It was really, really cool. Um, it was just a beautiful gig. Um, yeah, we haven't spoke. With, I keep forgetting we spoke about it with each other, and not anyone else. So it's yeah. Um, yeah. We're going to do like the mock video for the next live stream, so people can see the video of what we did of the night and bits and bobs like that and what happened. Um, and it was just fantastic. All the bands were amazing. They were absolutely yeah. incredible. The camaraderie was just another level of brilliant. Like everyone just, you know, pitched in together for the cause. They played amazingly. The venue was fantastic. It was the Hope and Anger, wasn't it, in Islington? Yeah, fantastic uh, venue, yeah. And, uh, and that's yeah. the camaraderie, like you say, that to me, that's what makes it, you know. Some of the people knew each other because they're all, you know, London bands kind of. And um, they played together. And those who don't just fit right in, you know, it was like by the end of the night, we're, we're just a family. Yeah, Every, nice. everyone was welcome, whether it was a band or an audience member. And uh, how much did you raise in the end for the for the charity? We raised one thousand pounds. That's we sent that off to um, musicians defend Ukraine, and they spent it on on the technology to help win the war. Amazing, isn't it? I mean, yeah. what what a fantastic thing we, for, you did for that. That was just brilliant. Are you? Yeah, is there any was, plans to do another one? Is the question? Well, hopefully, we, a lot of the bands who are on Unknown Sounds have been on Unknown Sounds. They they want to participate. Yeah. Um, so we want to get it together. I want to do it at a different venue, but yeah, you know, it, it to me, I'm ultra, you know, I'm really obsessed about details. So it didn't go perfectly. It, it was fantastic night. It was great, but I did learn a lot. So the next time it's going to be me. <laughs> I think it went great. I don't think there was any problems. Yeah. Yeah. It, it did really go really well. It was great. Yeah. It, what was lovely as well is it was um, November, wasn't it? 
And then uh, by the end of the night, it was a proper sweaty club, wasn't it? Oh, man. <laughs> that it was great. It was gritty. It was fantastic. It was all sweat running around the walls and everything. It was just absolutely yeah. perfect. And it was uh, nice, too, because I went upstairs um, to the bar area for something, and this guy says to me, Pete, how are you? And I didn't know who he was. <laughs> he goes, oh, I came to see it because I wanted to meet you. It's like, oh, that's cool. I'm Pete. He goes, oh, I'm uh, Tim from the Fish Mittens. Wow. Which is a band from South London. I love them. I, I played them a lot. We actually played a video up there, Strawberry Jam. And uh, he brought me a, a fish mitten shirt, a shirt. He brought his his um, his girlfriend or his wife. And they they had a fantastic time. But it was just, it, it's just the coming together of this independent music scene is, I'm so glad to be part of it, you know, and to promote it. I feel so blessed. It's great. It's awesome. And we need to thank uh, Dawn, your lovely Dawn, for oh, doing yeah. the money. Dawn and Becky helped out a lot. Dawn did all the ticket taking. Thank you so much, Dawn, for getting that. <laughs> and Becky did all the uh, donations and the um, the merch. But the merchandise. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was great. It was yeah, a really good night. Really Hopefully once we, um, you know, you establish more, we can sit, you know, give some details about it on the, on the stream. Yeah. That'd be really awesome. Yeah, um, talking to Dale Palmer, Matt, he's made a really good point. Kate Bush and Peter Gabriel's new album is amazing. Uh, I've actually heard the IO album and it's really, really good. I found it on Spotify. Wow. Peter Gabriel's still kicking out tracks like it. You know, it's amazing when you get nights like Peter Gabriel's in his 70s and he's still kicking out stuff like it's the 1980s and it's, yeah. you know, still young sounding and fresh. Uh, thanks for saying that, Matty, because I, I forgot all about that. It's, you're right. It's a brilliant album. It's really, mm. really interesting. And he's just pushing technology and like Kate and Dell did at the back in the day and at the time and that sort of stuff. Yeah. It's brilliant. Well, but so didn't Kate work with Peter on the album So, didn't they? They did the song together. Yeah, Don't Give Up. Don't Give Up, yeah. Is what Great they song. did, yeah. And he, he basically song, showed Kate Bush the Fairlight sampler. Um mm. and she bought one. Um because at the time, you know, we can do this now on on a whim. You know, like I can press like this button and turn into space. Yeah. And all that sort of stuff. Whereas, you know, to do that then would have been um programming and all that sort of stuff and he basically said to her like you know use this machine and it's really quick and you something and she used it on babushka so when mm. you hear that that breaking sound that's the key that's the fair light so you know right. it, it would have been cheaper for them just to break bottles because <laughs> <laughs> back then the fair light was about one hundred twenty thousand. wow um yeah and and then you know milk bottles are like three quid <laughs> so they should have basically done that and then time changed the tape speed but there we go who am i to argue uh yeah so it's 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 absolutely brilliant yeah and peter gay was amazing and like matt says um you wouldn't think he's in his 70s with a voice like that oh it doesn't want to show the comments now what's going on buttons there we go yeah there you go and you're absolutely right matt yeah you wouldn't know he's in his 70s because his voice is still super strong and he doesn't use auto-tune so you know he's no. still got that amazing sound as well yeah um, i saw him i saw him a couple of years ago in neo 2 and he was absolutely fantastic the music of course was wonderful yeah but he's a performing artist as well you know it was just out of this world he, he he's, he's absolutely brilliant isn't he i was gutted i should go on to that anyways um <laughs> yeah so if we do you know if pete works on a new gig i'm sure we're gonna announce it on here at some point anyway yeah definitely yeah. um so the next band we're gonna play uh we've seen many many times um and they're just amazing um the last time we saw them we went to see a gig didn't we in um was it december we went we got, we got to see a gig in december yeah it was we? yeah yeah it was right before christmas yeah. right before christmas roundhouse um and it was um elvana and this band we're gonna play in a minute i think I said to you at the gig, didn't I? They're getting better and better every time we see them and they're really, really stretching out. So do you want to talk a bit about more about who they are and how you found them? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Well, you're right. We've we've seen them. This is the second time we saw them because they also played with Elvana when they were at Shepherd's Bush Empire a few years ago. And we've seen Elvana a lot. And Elvana is fantastic. You know, the energy is amazing. It's a lot of fun. It's funny. Uh, but their repertoire is kind of restricted because it's Nirvana songs and Elton um, Elvis. Elvis songs. You know, so once you see it a few times, it's it's still fun. It's a lot of fun, but there's nothing, nothing more. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then you see these guys. <laughs> they were the opening act. They're called Oh My God, It's the Church. <laughs> <laughs> He's Reverend Michael Jack Michael Alabama Jackson. He's fantastic. <laughs> I think he's English, but he's got an American drawl and stuff, and he's really great. And he's all about preaching love and loving each other, you know, in all kinds of ways. And you have to shout <laughs> sexy Jesus at him. Yeah, he, he, they, <laughs> they, they uh, worship sexy Jesus. It's just a lot of fun. He's got the, the backup girls and, you know, the bass guy, and they've got everybody. It's really, really a lot of fun. And it's it's a whole act, you know. He doesn't call it a concert. He calls it a, a, show, um, a sermon, yeah. a sermon or a service. 
<laughs> I agree with that because that's what it's like. Yeah. We saw them a few years ago. They were really fun, really great. They came out with another album and they did a lot of stuff off of that. They did some Christmas songs. And it was just, I think they were better than Nirvana. <gasps> Controversial. I know, I know. <laughs> but yeah, and I'm looking forward to, um, I have to say, I, was, I contacted him today because I wanted to make sure we could play his video. Yeah. And he said, no problem. And I, I sent him a link to this and said, if you want to come on for a few minutes, come on. Oh, bless. Uh, he said, I, I'll try, but I don't think I can because he's in the studio doing some new stuff. Wow. So they're going to have another album coming out soon, which is going to so be So one album was Genesis. The second one's Revelations. Is that Revelation, right? Revelation, yeah. Then, so what's going to be next? I don't know. The second coming or the third coming? Or the Apocalypse, <laughs> maybe? <laughs> I don't know. So what's this song called anyway? So this song comes, it, it's called Kiss My Apocalypse. L-I-P-S <laughs> at the end. <laughs> and it's off their uh, Revelations album. It's a lot of fun. Uh, like the video is a lot like what they're gonna what they do in the show. You know, they don't just come and sing. They they build it up. So it's a little long, but I think you guys will enjoy it. Okay, here we go. Here we go. continue as much of the Midwest remains in dark. Police clash with looters in downtown LA ahead of what religious leaders are calling the end of day. And that's why we're all going to die. Jesus, who needed Christ? Who knew the end of the world was going to be so damn depressing? At least in the book of Revelations, they had cool stuff uh, like, like demons on horseback and thunder and lightning. What do I got? A rusted pickup truck and a hillbilly with halitosis. You are disgusting. You know that? Oh, Lord. Take me now. I'm ready. Things can't get any worse down here. Oh, God damn it. Who is it? It's a record label. Hi, Reverend Jackson. Buggy boy! How are you, son? Listen, can't talk long. I've got Ed Sheeran on the other line crying because he's broken his train set. <laughs> Cards on the table, the chance of a turd storm. Everyone's trying to get their greasy little mitts on the last ever number one. And I don't want to oversell it, but this apocalypse could be the biggest thing to happen to the music biz since right said Fred got alopecia. And you, Michael, are my golden goose. So... Second record, what have you got for me? Well, let me tell you, Tom, we're actually really excited to share with you what... Brilliant, sounds great. Just remember what we talked about. I don't want no more of this Bible-bashing, namby-pamby, oh, kiss me, vicar, but don't tell me wife, donkey bothering, don't work on Sundays, jolly Jesus, mumbo-jumbo, okay? Well, that's kind of our thing, Tom. Hello, it's the end of the world, Michael. People want to be wrapped up in a nice, cosy ball bag of denial. And we're going to be the ones to sell it to them. You get me? Yeah, yeah, nice, cosy ball bag music, got ya. I want hits, 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 Michael. I want a pocket hit. What's he want? He says he wants a pocket hits. Screw that guy. Tell him he can kiss my apocalypse.
Wow. <laughs> That's a lot of fun. Yeah. They're, they're gimmicky, but they're, you know, it's so much fun. And the music really rocks, doesn't it? It does, yeah. That sounds pretty much like they do live. That's actually really, yeah, really good. definitely, definitely. It's a really good band, really, really good fun. And it's nice that you've got that sort of big show sort of thing going on with them as well. It's not just like them staring at their feet. They literally put on a real show and they dance yeah. around. And, and they do, um like, in between the songs, don't they? they still keep playing the music, so it doesn't, like... It doesn't have a chance to wind down. They just keep playing in between while That's he's right. chatting. Yeah. And the energy is on and on and on. While he's doing his music. And you have to go, sexy Jesus, when he shouts at you or something. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of participation. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's nice. I, really like they, I mean, they, they've getting bigger venues every time we see them, which is nice as well. They're actually starting to fill out bigger places, aren't they? So, yeah, and uh, yeah. I mean, it must be dangerous to have them as a warm-up band because they do really clean up, don't they? They absolutely smash the place to pieces when they start. So they're really, really good. Yeah, I, I wouldn't yeah. have as a warm-up band. <laughs> <laughs> it was great to see him at the Roundhouse. The Roundhouse is a really unique um, venue, isn't it? it it's my favourite London venue for bands, I think, because of the sound mm. and the shape and the history of it and Pink Floyd and, you know, the Doors. That's the only place yeah. in England, I think, the play was there, wasn't it, the Roundhouse? Yeah. yeah well, the punk punk movement was there as well. Ramones, everybody. Sex was, um, you say, I, I don't really agree with you on one thing, though. Go on. Uh, because it's it's got that round shape and it's got a lot of obstacles and things. I don't think the sound is perfect. Oh, really? I like, yeah, I like, I, I saw, um, I forget the name of the band, but I saw them and I was up in the, uh, up in the, you know, with the seating. There's only seating on the mezzanine level on the first. You know? Yeah, I know, I mean, yeah, on the top. And we were in the middle and the sound was perfect because it was bouncing around. But when it got to you, when it came to you, it was straight on. It was really nice. Yeah. But when we saw them, we were kind of off to the side and it was a bit, I don't know, it was a bit fuzzy, I think, but. That's just me. I, I mean, I, I love that venue. I just think it's perfect. But yeah, you're right. Maybe it's where we were standing was it wasn't the greatest. Was that your first time you've been there when we went? No, I just said that I. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not at dinner, so I'm getting in that flaky area. Of... <laughs> no worries. Yeah, I, I do love the Roundhouse. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it's a, it's a fun venue. Yeah. It's it's one of those venues that's so steeped in history that I it, it say for argument's sake um, we could do a live show there. I don't know if I'd want to do it because I'm I'll be scared of the venue. Really? Yeah, because it's such a, a historic building that it frightens me. You know what I mean? Like it's mm -hmm. it's just iconic and amazing, isn't it? Yeah. So there's a lot of those venues. Yeah. In London. Yeah. In, including the one that we played at, the Hope and Anchor. You know, there's London is such a huge musical. Town. Yeah, you know, it's amazing. You know, coming from America, where there's no, well, of course, there's a lot of great music there, and there's a lot of great venues, but the amount and you know the longevity of these places is mm. it's just mind blowing. And long may they reign, because they did try to shut a load of them down. So <laughs> yeah, and they, they did shut a load of them down doing the new railway and all that. But mm. yeah, we still got some, and definitely go to these venues, see bands, see local bands. Yeah. support the independent music scene definitely right so we play another video while we're here and then um we can have a quick chat after um yeah no madonna of all people we'll chat about madonna Ooh. after uh so who we got coming up next who have we got uh we've got this young woman from oklahoma mm -hmm. the country we're gonna play her name is gabrielle gore and here's her song my mustang You better buckle up and we'll be on our way in my mustache. 
Like yeah. it, a bit of a country flavor. Lovely, that's lovely stuff. Yeah, it's really good stuff. <laughs> country, country is very simple, but it's a lot of fun. I think you know. I just sounded like Alan Partridge. Lovely stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized that's like an Alan Partridge quote. Yeah. I, really I was like... never, I was never a big fan of country music until I went to uh, Nashville, and it just changed my my mind about it. You know? Yeah, yeah. You amazing. go into any any bar in there and see some bands that would be that should be huge. Yeah. You know? kind of like the independent bands that i play on unknown sounds but we went into this one bar and there was the howland brothers playing and oh my god everyone was getting up dancing around he was on the fiddle he was on the bass he was, <laughs> he was doing everything there was three brothers and harmonica juice harp everything that was just amazing and Fantastic. anywhere you went it was the same thing i grew up with country music because my dad um played drums in a country band oh. um his entire life and um hang on i'm gonna cough you didn't hear that, did you? <laughs> Couldn't even see the join. Um, and when I was going through the vinyls, I actually found my dad's band's vinyl and I've put it on the oh, wall no. up there. So it's really nice that his vinyl's yeah. just above up there. And yeah. uh, it's interesting because they used to do the American Trilogy, you know, by Elvis. Mm -hmm. um, and they used to do a bit where they lower the flags. And it was only years later, I thought, actually, it's, the, it's you know, is it the right side they, they're doing the song for? So, because it's the North and South, isn't it? And it's like slavery and non-slavery and the song's about slavery side of it, trying to yeah. keep it back. And I said to my dad, you know, I said to him, is it, should you be doing that? Is it right? Because, you know, it's sort of, you know, I'm about 18, all cocky. Like, I've got opinions now, you know. And it's, you know, should you have been doing that sort of stuff? And he was like, if they pay me, I'll play it. <laughs> 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 and I was like, you know what, I can't, I can't argue with that, dad. No, that, 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 that's fair yeah. enough. So it's, <laughs> it's great. Um, okay, so should we wind the stream down? It's been a really cool chat for the first yeah, time. Yeah, it's for... been a lot of fun. I'm glad we're I'm glad we're back at it. It's wonderful. So thanks for joining us on our first stream of uh, 2024. Uh, we're gonna. I don't know when we're coming back. We'll be back soon. We're back soon at some point. I'm more than sure. Um, and also, we're gonna try and do a giveaway on the next one. We're gonna give away some stuff. So um, when you see the next one, uh, basically we've got a new feature on this streaming thing we use. So <laughs> we want to try it out. So um, if you're tuning into the next show, we're going to give you some a free gift, basically, for tuning in, which would be really, really cool. Um, so, yeah, so thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, and we'll be back soon. I'm not sure when, Pete. Is next week, week after, something like that? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? We'll be back. It'll be a surprise. And it'll be a surprise to us. We're a mystery. It's going to be a lot of fun, though, whatever, whenever we do it. And I hope we can see you guys there again. Fantastic. Okay, we shall see you soon. Thanks so much for joining us, and we'll see you later. Ta-da. Ta see you later. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.